Sometimes you just want a cigar and you want to be left alone. That's all I'm interested in. I want to be able to smoke my cigar. I want to be able to take in the world and not be driven crazy by it and find my moment of zen, my peace. I don't think I'm different than you. In that regard, a cigar should be able to give you that as much as it's a thing with friends and it's about togetherness and enjoyment and learning. Sometimes it's about a bit of kickback. I don't know if I'm doing it right because I'm doing the Camacho Ecuador and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy and the Camacho Ecuador, we are in the Churchill. That's a 7 by 48 people. So 7 refers to the fact that it's 7 inches long. Tee-hee. Really, Fingers Malloy? <laughs> we're, we're changing it up? Yeah, you know. I'm just trying it on. And the ring gauge is 48, right? So that's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. tee Always makes him laugh. This is a Habano Ecuadorian uh, wrapper, which has a binder and filler from Honduras, from the Dominican from Brazil, it's made in the factory down there in Honduras. Camacho is an interesting brand, and then I think people think of it as uh, lower end. Really? It's solid? I do. I do. I think that people have that kind of view in their head. It's, it's because they're at a really, really, really good price point. You can find Camacho cigars, $9, 10 11 $12, all day, every day, all the time. We've done uh, the, the barrel-aged uh, uh, Nicaraguan. We've done the regular Nicaraguan and enjoyed it. This uh, right here is an $11 stick. This is a Churchill for 11 bucks. And let me start with the fact that this wrapper is a beautiful, beautiful milk chocolate and a nice bit of suede, right? It's not necessarily oily, but it's just that it, it's just a very, very good feel to the finger there on the wrapper. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he was staring at it. He was mesmerized by it. He's like, well, oh, what's are not we doing radio? Wait, Do well, I have to talk? What's not to be mesmerized about this? Like you said, the wrapper uh, is very nice, very appealing. The uh, the draw right away, it's it's kind of strange. It's, it's like a tight draw for me, but not unpleasant. I'm not struggling to get the smoke out, um, but it's it's burning evenly. Uh, I will tell you, though, that you bring up a point. The draw is, okay, how you bring it into the mouth. Remember, you're not inhaling. You're only toasting the palate. That's what you're doing. You want to get all that in there. When it's too loose and it's too much, that's a problem, too, right? You, finding that sweet spot, and sometimes that could be as simple as cutting a little bit more of the cigar, right? You cut too shallow. You need to make you get a little wider in that cut. That's We're using straight cuts right here as opposed to a V-cut or a punch. Um but no, the draw is very easy. There's a touch of tightness in this cigar if you feel in the in in the first in the, in the second and third third of this and final third, it's a little tight, but it feels very good in the hands. Everything's working, and when you smoke, remember first third, second third, final third. You want to get out your notebook, get a notebook, steal one from the kids. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What was the weather like? It's beautiful right now as we're talking in Indianapolis, Indiana. I mean, I got to admit, I'm, I'm very, very pleased. That all has an effect on your metabolism, has an effect on saliva you're creating, and therefore has an effect on flavor. And as for flavor of this, it's got a nice peppery hit right off uh, the, the bat, and it's met with a touch of wood that's working 
for me very well. As, as, as I said, I, you know, you, I, if there's one thing I can't stand it, when people on radio. Can I, can I discuss what I don't stand? One I, thing? I, one, one thing. They'll, they'll come on and they'll be like, let me tell you what in a bad mood I'm in. Like, you want to hear somebody in a bad mood. That's not why you tune in. Other people. The people who, who joyously listen, they may be ha- in a bad mood. Our job is to make you happy, damn it. You need a foot rub? Fingers Malloy will come to your house and give you a foot rub. That won't make you happy, damn it. Well, <laughs> it's the effort that counts. <laughs> That's what I was told. But no, I, I just, I am in a place today where I just want to smoke and relax. I just, I want to shut out every bit of outside noise that there is. I don't mind people. I like people. I think people are lovely. If I was simply on an island by myself right now, be joyous. Everyone's been in those moments. I am in that place. And uh, a cigar that you wouldn't have to worry about tossing because you're on the island and Lord only knows what animals are on there coming after you, <laughs> trying, to, trying to destroy you. But at least you'll have your five albums that you'd want on a desert island because apparently that's one of the things that people talk about. Yeah, I don't have five albums I'd want on a desert island. If I'm on a desert island, I don't even want to hear music. I think it's because I do this for a living, right? And I've got the other talk shows. I, when I'm driving in my car, I don't even turn on the radio. Huh. I, I am the worst advertisement for radio <laughs> in the history of mankind. But this is a good cigar to have with you. That draw is a touch tight. You're absolutely right, Fingers Malloy. But that flavor is, is, is right now absolutely right on kind of what you expect a classic cigar note happening right there. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting the pepper notes on it. Uh, maybe a hay and wood. I, I'm trying to, to, to place it. It's, it's, but it's very good. Um, and look, at that price point, uh, $11 for a Churchill that you can enjoy. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a stick that you're not going to worry about if, if something happens to it. You know, I'm not going to say, uh, I don't think a Churchill is good for the golf course myself. Uh, you know, but uh, you wouldn't be upset if you had this in your cart and something happened to it. Uh, no, but, not at all. But yet, it's still it's 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 a, it's a fine smoke. I don't think I would be opposed to a Churchill on the golf course. The issue because you're, you're you're having a conversation about size. It, it, you you have a chance to drop, but you have a chance to lose it, and then you wasted the cigar. I don't view it that way because that can happen with anything. I, I, that's why I don't suggest doing $30, $40 cigars right. on, on, on the course. If, if I were to lose this halfway through and have to light up another one, okay, so, so be it. I think what I like about this cigar for a golf course is that it's not going to get in the way. It is what you're expecting. It is a very traditional cigar flavoring going on, right? Now, maybe I naturally tend to the leathers and to the earth's more of the things that, that maybe Esteli in Nicaragua could, could bring somebody. But there's nothing wrong here, and I have found that I am attracted to the wood notes. You talk about hay. I sometimes see that as cedar, and I could see people who write reviews, and they'll talk hay or, or grasses. I'm like, grass I can sometimes pick up, but the idea of wood, the idea of cedar, hay, to me, sometimes those are interchangeable. Yeah, sometimes, too, you know, they, some reviews I see for this cigar, they talk about the red pepper flakes versus white pepper. I'm still not there yet. Uh, sometimes I, I can maybe pick that out. It it just has that that pepper right off the bat that, it, but it's not overpowering. Yeah, so this is the Camacho Ecuador. Now, when you're looking for it, 
This is the one with the teal wrapper. One of the things I love, they make it easy to find the one that you want because they deal in these big, bright, bold colors. So that's what to look for. Now, this also comes in a, in a distillery version you can look at that comes in a, in a box press tubo, which is, is pretty cool. This is just the USDA choice um, uh, Churchill right here, the 7 by 48 as, as they uh, call it, the Camacho Ecuador. Absolutely worth your time. So far, so good, so easy. Actually, that pepper is starting to build up just a touch. I'm curious where we're going to get to in the second, third. Keep it right here, everybody. I'm glad you're here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. It's called Old Ingladoo, and it is going up for sale. $40,000. But there's a reason to buy it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Get the podcast, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You also get reviews, anything you missed from the show. Really cool stuff. Eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Old Ingladoo, this bottle, is believed to be the oldest surviving bottle and maybe the oldest bourbon whiskey in existence produced in georgia in the late 1700s it was part of the cellar meaning the basement not the, the person who sold it the cellar of jp morgan which means it was taken care of the carbon dating on the whiskey they carbon dated it <laughs> indicates it was distilled between the revolutionary war and the Whiskey Rebellion in the late 1700s, bottled between 1860 and 1870. And they're expecting this to go for between twenty dollars and $40,000. It's a Skinner auction house that's, uh, that's doing this. I will bet you all the money in your pocket, to quote Aaron Sorkin, against all the money in my pocket, that goes for more than $40,000, Fingers Malloy. Yeah. And then what do you do with it? This is, this is You drink the living snot out of it. It's not even a question. Really? The, first, can you imagine if the bourbon's still good? Can you imagine if the juice is still good? Second, of course you drink it. For the story, that not that you owned the oldest bottle of bourbon in the history of time, that you drank it. That's the story. But what if you go ahead and you buy that bottle? And you crack it open, it, you're completely and thoroughly excited about the opportunity to drink that old of a bourbon, and, and then it tastes like orange marmalade. Well, that's the risk. And when you can afford the $40,000, you are not so worried about if it tastes like orange marmalade, because you're like, you know what? That's part of the story. That's part of the story. That's what it took. Of course... I have given up the ghost on whether or not I would hold things. I get why people collect. I get why people say, you know, they, 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 they want to hold on to it for a special occasion. That stuff is over for me. I am opening it, grabbing some friends. I'm like, what do you think? Okay, but for a special occasion? Or you just have an opening party? Oh, I have an opening party. I create the special occasion. <laughs> the special occasion is you have In that old case, bourbon. I, uh, I did a, uh, a, a whiskey auction a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And selling uh, bottles of Eagle Rare. I mean, the bids were three thousand dollars. There was a bottle of Pappy Twenty Three that went for six grand, something like that. Crazy, crazy cool numbers. If someone handed me a bottle of Pappy Twenty Three 
Pappy Van Winkle, I'd open it. I'd grab some friends and open it. I'd be like, okay, what do we think? 150% or I would try and bribe my ways, my kids way into college. One or the other <laughs> is happening. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, Carmela Soprano. I made you a regut pie and brought my kids transcript to get my little baby into Georgetown. <laughs> totally what I'm doing. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Well, of course, it's, it's easy to make that judgment when you don't have the kind of money where you could throw 40 grand down on a bottle of booze. Uh, you know, if, if you've got Elon Musk money, right, then oh, I guess I could see it. But then part of me would, would worry, do you have someone there to, do you have a, a bourbon taster? Make sure someone doesn't keel over? If I, I mean, had Elon Musk money, yeah. there is going up on the auction block a piece of art from Bastiat, Jean-Michael Bastiat, as opposed to Frederick Bastiat, the economist. Two different Bastiats, both did fine work. It's part of his Skulls series, S-K-U-L-L-S. His Skulls series, there's three of them. This is the second one. The original one, not the original one, but the, one of them went for $110 million. This one is expected to start at $50 million. And if I had Elon Musk money, not even a question. I would do it. It's not even a question. I would be there if I was Elon Musk with a joint in my hand. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have to now say we do not suggest anybody engage in illicit activities. Check your local law enforcement to make sure <laughs> if you're allowed to do it. And definitely not for children. Damn, am I am I cool legally? You think yes, I, I think, I, think, I think I covered, you covered your butt. And he shows up in a t-shirt. I'd be like, hold on one second. I just got to send this this rocket into flight. All right. It's good. It's good where it go. They got to the space station. Great. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to buy this painting. No, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang it next to the velvet thing I have with the dogs playing blackjack. Nice. All right, I gotta go. All right, four hundred million. <laughs> Whatever. What does it matter? Is it a Skinner T-shirt in your mind too? Oh, is he what that he's wearing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I was him, I'd be wearing a T-shirt of the Golden Girls. <laughs> Just something of a Stel Getty. <laughs> right? Yeah. That would be me. Oh, hundred percent. You know, you do not buy it to to wait. You buy it to get it. That, I would buy the bourbon. Wow. To I, drink the bourbon. I. I well, I, I wouldn't buy it. I would probably take that money and donate it to a charity of my choosing. Really? <laughs> That's what I would, would do. Would it be the human fund, perhaps? <laughs> Full Seinfeld reference oh. right there. Guinness, and you have the story for the Bourbon Minute, which you can find at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. They have introduced a new nitro cold brew, Fingers Malloy. Have you tried it yet, or you, 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 I, you just know that it's there? I just found out about it yesterday, and I believe they just released it uh, earlier this week, uh, but it's very interesting. It's four percent alcohol by volume. It comes in. It's the nitro can, so it comes in a can that looks very similar to a Guinness can. Uh, and I posted the bourbon minute. Wait, it's a cold brew coffee that's four percent ABV. Yes. Oh wow, well, that's interesting. It's adult coffee. It's adult coffee. Uh, it's the happy coffee. <laughs> right when. Uh, I did the Bourbon Minute, and I posted it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Uh, people have already commented that they've tried it, and it's very good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a go. Have you tried the cream soda yet? Or are no. we waiting to do that together? Well, we could do it together, or I was planning on filming a video review of it this week, but we could do it together, too. The Bourbon Cream Soda from Cardinal Spirits. See, there are some things that really are indeed shtick but i'm i'm willing to give it a go i'll try this guinness in a can fine i mean you know you yeah. want this stuff absolutely positively fine with it 
enjoy it. No question. Now, we did the, uh, they mentioned it in this piece on Delish.com uh, that we're referencing about this this Guinness and uh, coffee the in a coffee, can. Yeah. Uh, the Coca-Cola with coffee. We tried that. Yes. I can't remember if you liked it or it not. Was, really- it, was, it, was, it wasn't as sweet as I thought, but it was fine. But I'd much rather do a Guinness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's so, it, it's new. It's, it's out there. And, uh, you know, let us know if you've had it. Hit us up on Facebook. Let I just us think know it's interesting that they're not looking for any bit of a younger crowd or, or anything. They're, they're, they're targeting that adult group. I am targeting the people who want comfortable feet. If you want comfortable feet, you got to go over to My Pillow, use promo code Tony, and get the new My Slippers. Two years to develop. They're the highest quality and comfort designed for all day indoor or outside wear. The My Slippers are made with quality leather suede, the exclusive three-tier cushioning system. It's got the My Pillow Fill, Impact Gel, Comfort Memory Foam that absorb impact and relieve pressure. Your feet are never going to feel the same. Mock center slip-on style. And for a limited time, 40% off the new My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, enter promo code Tony or call 800-873-0758 and check out the discounts on MyPillow products like the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, the MyPillow Towel Sets, which I do own. You could save 40% on the new My Slippers with promo code Tony. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Tony. Eat, drink, smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. And I know we have not done enough eating. We are working on it. More recipes coming. Uh, We're going to talk about what Epicurious has done. This whole beef battle has gotten ridiculous, and it has to end. We need to bring people together over a steak. Can you say beef battle five times fast? Are are you ready? Yeah, here we go. Not going to do it. It's not good radio. I'm Tony (laughs) Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We are smoking the Camacho Ecuador. A little trouble keeping it lit. We talked about the draw, which was fine at first, and we said it was, you know, a little tight, right? Wrapped a little tight. Well, it started going out. It went out a few times. So what do we have to do? Pinch and roll, baby. Don't be afraid. If your cigar is properly humidified... You will be able to find the tight spots in the cigar, pinch it down a little bit with your thumb and your pointer finger, and then roll it a little bit. Open it up a little bit. Give it some some room. Make that tobacco move, but you don't want to crack it. You don't want to pinch it all the way through. You're not pinching it flat, and then that will help the draw. How are you doing now? You don't want to pinch it so much you turn it into a box press? That's, That's what you're correct. saying? Okay. No, how did some odd things happen at the foot of the cigar? Um, the the wrapper was burning in a in an odd way, and it's gone out on me a couple of times. But keep pinching and rolling, pinching and rolling, and I think I've got it back to where it should be. Now the reason for this is because you're dealing with an artisan product. People are rolling by hand, and somebody could have a tighter wrap than somebody else who's doing the rolling. It is not indicative of oh, this is a bad cigar. No, no, no. It could be a thing. Now, if it's just impossible to keep lit. Tell your tobacconist. Let them know what happened. Sometimes they'll just exchange it. Sometimes they'll say, hey, sorry, it's the roll of the dice. There's a bunch of ways to, to, to look at that. But don't think that you can't massage and work the cigar to your best interest, right? It takes a little practice, but don't be afraid of that. It happens. Flavor-wise, that pepper has picked up, baby. Yes. That pepper has picked up, and I'm not even through the first third, right? Right. This is actually, for me, crying for a beer, not really? a bourbon. 
This is crying for a beer. I would never pair this with coffee in a million years. There's too much spice happening for me to pair this with coffee. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, we talk about it all the time that neither one of us are big IPA guys. Uh, what kind of beer would you pair this with? Would you go with that Kalamazoo stout that we had a few weeks ago? So I don't know if I would do this with a stout. Maybe I'd do this with a Sam Adams, right? I could see something like that. Very, very simple uh, kind of thing. I could see how someone could do a Bud Light with this because what they're really trying to do is just wet the whistle and move on and not let that have a pairing or a combination. Do what the cigar brings. But I'm so curious as to, you know, when we get to bourbon, finding something that we think can properly pair with this, I may go with a beer. I may just build us into, into that place. I'm not 100% sure, but it's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Oh, Tony. What's amiss, Fingers? Taxes. Oh. Tony? Oh. Have you heard of the Tobacco Tax Equity Act of 2021? I am so out of my head on this subject. And guys, we don't do politics on this show, but we do talk taxation on cigars because this is about your money, our money, what we spend. And this is about small business. These kinds of things, when introduced, have the opportunity to put your favorite tobacco shop, your favorite tobacconist cigar lounge out of business. And this isn't on the state level that Fingers is talking about. This is a federal conversation coming from Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois and Senator Ron Wyden out of Oregon. Now, if this is passed, it could increase the federal taxes paid on some premium cigars, wait for it, by over 800%. 800%. It is nuts. Now, they do it in the, in the way they're describing it is they want to be able to fund more research to help mothers dealing with postpartum depression, with, with, with issues uh, with childbirth. Well, I have no argument and nothing against studies that maybe, hey, if we did this or we did that, people wouldn't have uh, certain traumas after childbirth or, or wouldn't have health issues, which can happen after childbirth. But very often when people come up with an idea, they say, let's go after tobacco. Now, what they mean is let's go after cigarettes. And you'll see states all the time push cigarette taxes. But because these elected officials don't know anything they lump in cigars with tobacco, and what they are saying is, not only do they want taxes for e-cigarettes, they want to create a weight-based system for taxation. So right now, they tax right on, on the import price of a cigar, and they have a cap, right? And states need to have caps, because states have some very regressive taxation. And then there's the whole conversation of what the retail shop has to pay in taxes versus what the online because very often people aren't collecting the online tax. Right. And trust me, I don't want any taxes whatsoever. But there is a conversation of fairness uh, that really does have to be addressed. When you take a look at this per pound, they can, for example, in a, in a state that has no state cigar tax, Florida, right? Where, where the Half Wheel had the story, halfwheel.com. A $9.50 cigar could increase to 12 bucks. Well, that's the difference between whether or not you buy a cigar. Right. It's not even a question. It's, it's absolutely your cigar budget. You only buy three instead of four because the fourth one was in the tax. But if you're in a state like Nebraska, where they have a ridiculous tax, 
20% tax on the wholesale cost of the cigar with no cap. That's a sin, by the way. That $9.50 cigar, $14.40. Sorry. Businesses out of business, people without jobs. This is crazy. Okay. I know we don't get political, and we're not going to get political here, other than the thing that bothers me about stuff like this, because we could go back to the discussion we had when the Michigan Department of Health went after cigar lounges, where it felt like, okay, this wasn't really about health. You know, it wasn't about the coronavirus. It was. This was where you weren't allowed in a cigar shop unless you were wearing a mask. Like you had to smoke with a mask, which we all know you can only do once and then your face is on fire. Yes. This feels like it's a heavy hand of government trying to get people to stop smoking cigars. What they can to make it harder on cigar smokers, that's what they're... Because, and this is a both-party thing, since when are we in Washington worried about funding something? Right? I mean, oh, we, we're going to do this to fund something. Are, are you? Is that really why you're doing this, or are you attacking cigar smokers? I'm with you. They picked a subject that... how do, How would you disagree with such a thing? Moms? Who's going to... Who's going right. to be anti-mom? You hate mom? Is that what you're right? saying? Except for a couple of those kids who you had to get a, become emancipated minors. <laughs> Who's anti-mom? It's not the way it works. It's absolutely a way to go after, well, we just think it's, it's bad for health. I think one of the senators said, data shows that the most effective strategy, this from Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois, the most effective strategy to prevent children from starting this deadly habit is to price it out of their range. Children don't smoke cigars. We're here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. And they're in Nashville, they're in Houston, they're in Pittsburgh, blendbarcigar.com. You can't be a child and come in here. They won't let you in the door. There's no arcade in the corner. There's no play area. The, you know, no, no, those crane machines. <laughs> Nothing. No, premium cigars don't get targeted to children. And this is why I go back to these politicos know Nothing. They know nothing. They've never been in a cigar lounge. Or, or they probably do smoke cigars. But, you know, we, we understand. It's, it's those other people we have to help. The unwashed masses. Well, we can afford the tax increase. That's the other thing. All ta- Okay. All right. We're getting a little political. Screw it. Uh, all taxes are a tax on the poor. When they talk about a soda tax, rich people can still pay it. When they talk about a tax on beef, and I'm going to get to the beef. I'm going to get to the beef battle, beef battle, beef battle, beef battle, beef battle. There it is. <laughs> That's a throwback, people. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a tax on the poor. I don't, I, I don't favor this stuff. I, I'm, I'm vehemently opposed. So this is Senate Bill 1314. You have to get with your senators and tell them no. Get with your congresspeople and tell them no. So Senator uh, Todd Young, because we're in Indiana, and Senator Mike Braun, uh, the answer is no. You will not be voting for this. You will, let me say it again. You will not be voting for this. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So Fingers Malloy is our resident sports expert. And I say this because he has a tattoo of the Detroit Lions on his upper arm. How the Detroit Lions look in the share? Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. Now do the rest. 
Don't do the rest? No, do it. Do the rest. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rah, rah, rah. Go fight, win the game. Eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is the melodic voice of Fingers Malloy right there. They're still trying to figure out a name for the Washington Redskins, which are no longer the Redskins. They are now the Washington football team. And there has been this conversation about what name they should use. It's been going on for a while. Uh, they have they sent to different people some possible names. And we may have discussed this, but I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing this story because I have a question for you, Fingers Malloy. They got rid of the name Redskins because, well, they decided that name was unacceptable. Okay, I don't get myself wrapped up. Do you care? I thought they were going to change the name to the D.C. Redskins. See, that would have been funny. That would have been very funny. So they threw some names out there. Hey, what do you think? The Aces, the Ambassadors, the Anchors, the Anchors, the Archers, the Armada, the Commanders, the First City Football Club, the Griffins, the Guardians, the Monarchs, the Pilots, the Presidents, the Red Tails, the Red Hogs, the Riders, the Royals, the Rubies, the Rubies, uh, the Swifts. What? They're going to call it called Swifties. It's all going to be Taylor Swift <laughs> all the time. The Washington, D.C. Football Club, the Wild Hogs, and then, of course, just keeping it, Washington Football Team, which is a name I actually love. I think that is awesome. I love the fact that they've got no logo. I think it looks cool. And then there's the name that everybody has said, this has to be it, the Washington Demon Cats, which is hilarious. It sounds like an arena football it's team. It's an eSports League game name. <laughs> it's the name of your kid's soccer club. You know what I think they should have done? They should have kept the name Redskins, but then their uh, mascot should have been a potato. Can you imagine like a, a dancing <laughs> redskin spud <laughs> on the sideline? You could have kept the name. But you would have made it all social media friendly. It would have been with a Y and his two Zs at the end. <laughs> I uh, Listen, I think you're spot on. I think they should keep the football team. I think it's I, on top of what they did with the uniforms and the helmet and everything. It, it It's a very 1930s, 40s classic NFL look. Uh, but I, I, I think the question I have for you is what is happening in sports? And let me give you an example. The Olympics are coming. No one is paying attention. Absolutely no one is paying attention to the Olympics. Now, they might not happen. It's supposed to happen in 2020. Of course, COVID. Then they said, all right, we're having the Olympics, but no out-of-nation fans, only in Japan. They're taking place in Tokyo. So only fans in Tokyo. But that was okay because the, the Japanese fan base bought a lot of tickets. <laughs> I mean, they really went to town. And now it's like, maybe without fans. And now there's a question of whether or not this is going to happen for reasons of COVID, for reasons of... They, they, the International Olympic Committee is very concerned about political statements being made. They're like, you can't do it. You can't take a knee for your national anthem. And you know that some celebrity athletes are going to be like, well, then I'm not going. And the person who does the pole vault and, and train their whole life to do the pole vault that has no financial upside whatsoever isn't going to get a chance to compete in the Olympics. There's that whole story. But who's paying attention? NBA ratings are down. Of course, there's a question about whether or not the NFL ratings will will even hold at, at present levels. What's the real story here? Well, is it COVID or is it the politics or is it something else? I think it's a toxic stew for sports. It's it's COVID. I mean, you're seeing what's happening in India right now, and it's it's chilling. 
what's happening in India with the, the spike in COVID numbers there. There was a moment there were 330,000 cases a day. Hospitals are at 90% plus occupancy. Yeah. Right? It's, it is real. And between that and let's, let's focus on the United States for a second. We as a society really got used to not having sports for a while and not going to sporting events. And people discovered there's life outside of sports. Uh, the emotional tie to your favorite team when they aren't playing and, well, if they are playing, they're playing in empty stadiums, I think has really had an impact on people. You, you have seen where stadiums are opening up, and at least in the beginning, they're, you know, they had great numbers as far as attendance, but I think people have kind of discovered, hey, you know what, I can go outside. I, I don't need to be tied to my television set watching sports I think there's become a disconnect with all sports now that people have noticed that they don't need it. But that's to make the argument that fandom is fickle. And the whole idea of the fan is from fanatic. These people are nuts. They're crazy uh, for their team. They're crazy for what's going on. You're making the argument that eh, maybe not. Uh, they realize they actually like their wife, like their husband, like their kids, want to be outside, want to do something else. They found something else to get into. I don't even know if I buy that. It's so tough because I also feel like each major sports uh, league has done things to upset their fans. I was talking to people this week. The NFL draft um, happened, and you right. know, it started on Thursday. And you know, for old-time, old-school football fans – Man, it used to be on the weekend, and you'd wake up in the morning, and there was Mel Kuyper and Chris Berman on ESPN, and it started at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and you, you're geared your whole weekend around the end, and now they got it drawn out over four days, and uh, it's ticked off a lot of fans, but they were going for the dollar grab. It's like, okay, we can have the draft in prime time on a Thursday night. I think st moves like that turn off fans, if they feel like, okay, is this really about bettering the game, or is it just another money grab? Has there been any response to the NFL going to the 17-game season? Like, are people yes, no, whatever, indifferent? I think people are happy that the preseason is going to be shorter because it was, you know, if you are a, you know, I used to be a season ticket holder for the Detroit Lions, and I'm forced to pay full price for two preseason games that don't matter. And especially if it's the fourth preseason game, you're watching a group of players that aren't even going to be in the league and you're paying full price. I think that people are happy about that more than necessarily that, oh, we're going to get an extra regular season game. I have a hard time thinking that the, the fan decided not to be a fan. Things do happen. I don't disagree. But I'm with you. The, the, maybe not even so much the leagues, but it's very possible players within the league miscalculated what the fan is interested in. And this has a lot to do with people who, you know, they, they, they talk on social media, they're responding to this, they're responding to that, responding to other. I don't believe in the concept of shut up and dribble. Not at all. You're, you're a grown-up, you have ideas, you have thoughts, you're more than welcome to express them. What I think has really moved the fan to say, whoa, 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 maybe you don't understand the relationship here, is that there have been some athletes, like there have been some celebrities, who have said, I'm going to express something, and you have to agree. There is no place for you to disagree. And if you disagree, then there's a whole series of questions and possibly name-calling and, and hmm, well, and then... 
and and it's 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 this very look. You just have to accept everything I do. I don't have to accept everything that you do, but I still want to be able to enjoy the game. And when you force an acceptance or concept. You do turn people off. Well, I think you've really noticed that when it comes to the Oscars, right? The 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 ratings have absolutely plummeted yeah, over the past decade. Yeah, we were going to get into decade. that. There were 9.8 million people who watched the Oscars this past year, down 23 million. 23 million people. It's unbelievable. And that is, again, part of that whole lecturing concept. Even if you agree... Is that what you're really watching for? You want to be able to enjoy instead of getting this this lesson shoved down your throat that for for many of us we don't we don't we don't need. Yeah, and, we don't need. And how would you like to be one of those advertisers that spent millions upon millions of dollars for the Oscars and only had nine million people tune in? And that's going to be the conversation. When do the advertisers say, "Okay, well, this isn't worth it"? And when they start paying less, what do leagues like the NFL do? That's going to be a question. Smoking the Camacho Ecuador, that's the teal wrapper you're going to want to look for. This has got some spice, kids, and it's absolutely, positively everywhere. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. There are days where you want to do it up, and you want to experiment, and you want to try. I'm talking about drinks, people. The other stuff is totally up to you. And then there are days where you just want to sit on that back deck. You just want to be by yourself and you want to grab a cigar that you know is going to do you right and you want something that just that just works with the cigar and in the maybe most rare moment of my life i purposefully went with a beer this is eat drink smoke where we eat the fine food drink the fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars i'm tony katz that right there is america's favorite amateur drinker fingers malloy the podcast wherever it is you find podcast. If you're already listening, good for you. Tell a friend. Eat, drink, smoke, and find it all at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. It's the big wave golden ale from Kona Brewing, and Kona Brewing is out of Hawaii, right? It's gonna have hop. It's gonna, it's a, what they refer to as a golden ale here. They use caramel malt according to the people at konabrewingco.com and I'm telling you, Fingers Malloy, I don't do beer with a cigar ever. I was just in the mood. I don't know. I, and I can't tell you what it is. It, it, it could be because, and this happens to people, last couple days I have not been able to sleep well at all. And when you don't get enough rest, you are totally off. And I mean, and, and I usually, I sleep I sleep fine. And, and, and I, you know, I, I, I'm totally comfortable and it's great. My mind is just flying and I can't get it to shut down. And so maybe I'm just uh, I'm, I'm exhibiting uh, ex- exhibiting yes characteristics I don't normally. I just wanted a simple cigar. That's why I went the, the the Camacho, the Ecuador, which has a lot of spice to it. I'm like, what matches with that? It's a beer. Maybe you're learning something about yourself today when you are in situations like this. Maybe you're saying to yourself, "I'm gonna get me a beer." It's yeah, never happened to you before. To learn. I'm, I'm gonna get me a beer. I don't. I don't think no? that I should. That's a terrible thing. Well, for oh, me, damn, but guys. For, but for me, uh, you know, we talked so much about how seasons can influence what we're drawn to. This is, as far as I remember, really the first 
80 degree day we've had in central Indiana. Right. Uh, it's eight. I last I checked was 83 degrees. Beautiful sunny day. It's screaming for. I'm gonna get me a beer. Right. So this this nose on here from Kona Brewing, the Big Wave Golden Ale. It definitely has that hop. It's got a little touch of uh, of nut, but it's not overly right. It's it's the 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 nose on this is is. Some lovely sweet. Yeah, it is sweet, which I'm going to be interested to see how it plays with the cigar. Um, I mean, it's not going to be as sweet as that Woodford Reserve uh, Spire Spire that we had uh, a a couple of weeks ago. But uh, it is hoppy, but not IPA hoppy. Right. Uh, And then that subtle sweet, the the sweetness, it's kind of a, a fruit. But it's not overpoweringly sweet. No, not at all. Now, we've got a, just a standard pint glass going on. Yeah, this is uh, a draft. Right here, right. This is on draft. No bottles. So uh, if, if you're looking at the uh, at the website or you're looking at the podcast, like, hey, where's a picture of it? No, that's not what we have a picture of this time. Are you ready? You oh, ready to combine uh, this two? Yeah. I'll let you go first. You're okay. much more of a beer drinker than I, and you could probably do the pint in, in one gulp. You're one of those guys. I could. You could. But I'm not going to. Oh, God bless you. Only 4.4% alcohol by volume. So, so it's, only 4.4. Like, is that for beer a lot? Because the Guinness, as we were talking about, that cold brew, right? They're making a cold brew coffee, as Guinness, Guinness is. That's 4.4 yeah, Guinness alcohol is, by volume. Guinness in general is usually on the low end when you, uh, you know, in the fours. Uh, but you, you'll see some of these ales or IPAs, you're getting like 8%. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So... Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be something that's going to be overpowering as far as the, the alcohol taste. So. All right, give it a go. Give it a go. He's going to do the Kentucky Chew with his beer. You know, Kentucky Chew is how you move it around in your mouth and try and get all the, get all the taste buds activated. You, know, you want to really kind of dig into your bourbon when you're doing a bourbon and, 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 and feel it. Where are you? Okay, this is very good. Really? And I'll tell you what I like about it. It's light. Okay, and it isn't overly hoppy. You know, we've said it five or six times. Not a fan of IPAs. Uh, it's it's what you would expect from an ale. It's light. It's got that subtle fruit profile in it, and uh, it's 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 sweet, but not overly sweet. And to me, this screams summer day on the golf course, on your back deck, on the boat. Uh, I. You know whether it's going to be much different in the bottle, I don't know. But on draft, it is very good. And they've got a series. They do have uh, an, a couple of IPAs. They've got a Blondale. They've got Longboard Island Lager. They also they have a wheat beer, and then they've got Kona Spiked Island Seltzers, including Tropical Punch. Of course they Stars do. Stars Fruit Lime, Strawberry Guava, Passion Fruit Orange Guava. Those all sound absolutely positively fantastic. Fantastic. And then they've got a cream ale. Island Colada Cream Ale and, and a couple of others. All right, I'm doing this. This is the Big Wave Golden Ale. Here we go. No, he's line. going into the pint glass, swishing it around. And that's why I don't do beer with a cigar. Yeah. It is fruity. That does have a fruit to it. Now, as a compliment to a cigar as spicy as I'm finding the Camacho Ecuador, uh, yeah, I, I think it works. What I do like about this beer, it's it's not my flavor, right? It's it's not my flavor. It's got a touch of chew to it. It has a touch of hardiness, a touch of thickness uh, to it. The one of the reasons I'm attracted to the stouts and 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 to the, those those lagers or the brown ales, I should say, they got a little bit of like chew to it, a little bit of texture to it that I that I enjoy that really works for me. But this on a summer day is just fine, man. This is gonna work for all weather. People be like, oh, that's fun. 
And they will gladly drink it. Yeah, it, it's a good summer beer, but not a light beer. Definitely not, you know, if you were going to get like a, to use a terrible comparison, a Bud Light Lime, you know, where you get, okay. That's a terrible comparison. But the, the fact that. Not making fun of Bud Light. Fine, no, fine. And would make a fantastic sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke oh radio Oh, my program. gosh. The but, whole Budweiser family. Yeah, this, Budweiser Nitro is terrific, by the way. It 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 is. When we talk about the chew, when we talk about a little bit of thick, a little bit yeah, of texture. Yeah, that's why it worked. Oh, you know what me. I'm getting it mixed up with is we were fortunate enough to have the uh, Budweiser people uh, people here in Indianapolis. Yes, and we had the the non-alcoholic. Budweiser. That did not. Bud Zero. Bud Zero. That's what I was. That's why Zero I gave did you not the, work for me. But Nitro. Look. Yes, did you're, work. For you're me. you're right. But this but, is definitely uh, a lot heavier than a light beer. This is something that you could have three or four and not feel like oh oh my goodness I'm I'm full I've had too much beer. It's very good. Yeah. This is this is this is simple. Do we have a, I was looking for uh, calories uh, on this because people ask. People worry about those 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 kinds of. I'm not seeing any uh, of, of things, anything on calories. No, I don't. I don't have it. I, no, I got it. 132 calories, 132 calories, 10 grams of carbs that 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 are in there. I don't drink enough beer uh, to to count. Be good with pizza. Oh yeah, be good with a bunch of things. Yeah, definitely, definitely summer. Definitely a a summer thing to do. You'd be you'd be very happy. With this on the back deck, according to Drizzly, which would be a fantastic sponsor <laughs> of the Eat, Drink, a Smoke a program, you can get a six-pack from Drizzly. Remember, that's delivered for $10. Not bad at all. Is that not bad? A, a t- a to six- have it delivered to your door, to have something that's a little bit higher quality instead of you know a, a typical light beer? Yeah, I think that's a, a decent price. Kona Big Wave. Yeah, Kona Big Wave Golden Ale. That's good. You might want to give that a shot. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. It's gotta be the shoes, which is one of the great advertising campaigns. Uh, Spike Lee and, and Michael Jordan, I forget the name of the character that Spike Lee played. In those, I can see it. I can visualize them. M- Morris. Morris. So look it up. You look it up, Fingers Molloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Good to be with you. Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Molloy. Kanye West, who is now divorced or getting divorced from Kim Kardashian, who is rumored, rumored to be dating Van Jones of CNN. Okay. Uh, he... Wore a pair of prototype Nikes uh, during performances at the 2008 Grammy Awards. Hey Mama and Stronger was what he did. The shoes, the Grammy-worn Nike Air Yeezy 1, got $1.8 million. I'm going to say that again. For those of you playing the home game, Fingers Malloy has fallen down. Morris Chestnut. Mars Blackman. Mars Blackman? Who's Morris Chestnut? Uh, he played third base for the Yankees back in the 1940s. That's not true. $1.8 million for a pair of Kanye West-worn Nike Air Yeezy 1s. It was acquired by uh, a group called Rares, which is a sneaker investment marketplace. You laugh? 
you snicker, you say, oh, it's sneakers. The culture of, of, of kicks, the culture of sneakers is out of control, and people are making mad money you never thought possible. Okay. I pose this question to you, Mr. Katz. We've talked several times about these unique auctions, about bourbon. You know, we talked last hour about the oldest bourbon in the world that you would drink if you had the opportunity to buy. Sure. If you bought Kanye West shoes, would you wear them? Ah, that's different. Would you wear them around town? That's different. No. No. No, I wouldn't wear them. But I'm not buying sneakers, right? That's, that's, just, that's just it. I don't think I've ever seen you in a pair of tennis shoes. I don't. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like if I'm going for a walk with my wife, sure. Uh, but no, I, I, by the way, tennis shoes, how old are you exactly? I've never seen you in a pair of sneakers. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't wear sneakers. I, I just, I, look, I am terrible at broing. I, I can, <laughs> I, I, I was once told by someone smarter than me, you do not know how to bro. And that's correct. I am not a bro. No part of me is, I can hang. Right? I'll smoke a cigar with you. I'll drink a bourbon with you. But I can't, bro. I'm just not. I've never been that guy. I just, I mean, you've known me a long time, Fingers. We have hung out in many a place. Yes. Can I do it? No. Not sliced. I've never said, hey, Tony, uh, later on, I'm going to be in my garage working on my Harley. Why don't you come by and we'll toss back a few beers and and bro out. Uh, you bring your sneakers. No, it's never happened. That's never happened. I don't think, but if you're like, hey, we're going to sit, have a cigar, drink some bourbon, talk about things that are of value, I'm there. That's part of my problem. And I think that's why I started this show. I can't small talk to save (laughs) my blanking life. I can't do it. I cannot talk sports for three, four hours at at, at a time. I know what's going on. I I try to just, you know, keep tabs and pay attention. I can't. I, I, I can't. I don't have I I'm in, I don't know if I should be embarrassed or proud. Well, look, you we all prioritize. And for you sports and and hanging around for 4 hours, uh, tossing some some suds back, uh, some brews, some brewskis as uh, the kids say, uh, and talking about the NFL draft, it's it's not your jam. So there is uh, Tim Robbins as uh, Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption. And they're on, if you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, it's a must. It's one of the great films in American history. And they're on the roof and they're tarring the roof and the cop is complaining, the guard's complaining about the taxes and Andy Dufresne's character was a banker who was set up for for murder and he's in in this hellscape called Shawshank Prison and he's trying to convince the, the guard that he could help him you know, figure out the tax stuff so he wouldn't have to pay any taxes on this money he inherited. He inherited, and all it would cost is three beers a piece for him and the guys working on the roof because a man feels more like a man when he's got a cold bottle of suds. You just said suds, and I will tell you when I heard that from Andy Dufresne, I'm like, oh, I hate that line. <laughs> if you refer to beer as suds, that is that is in every way not who I am. I heard the line in a movie that is epic, and it's the only line I would change in the whole freaking film. Well, to be fair, I only called it suds and brewskis because we're doing a radio program. But brewskis doesn't make me cringe. <laughs> Hearing suds? Oh, it sends me up a wall. Now, this sends me up a wall. We're going to get more into it. 
the website Epicurious, which talks food and, and recipes, they have just announced this is the start of the beef battle. They have just announced that they will no longer, no longer be sharing beef recipes because they worry about greenhouse gas emissions from livestock. 61% of those can be traced back to beef, they say. Cows 20 times less efficient to raise than beans. So therefore, they will not have beef in any new recipes, articles, or newsletters. Not on the homepage and absent from their Instagram feed. Look, it's your business, Epicurious, and you can do whatever you want. But Eat, Drink, Smoke is going to talk about beef <laughs> every single week from now on in. Fingers Malloy, write it down. We will have a beef segment, whether that's a recipe or a mention. Don't hold us to it, people. We're going to try our best. <laughs> We're, I, this whole push on Meatless Monday and a series of things, I think you should do what you will. If they think this is a good business model, that, that's fine. But it may take less to raise beans than a cow. That's because the cow is a living thing. Also, the steak is delicious. I am in favor of ranchers, and I am not willing to give it up, and I don't think people have to give it up. This is a, and, and call, maybe it's ideological, right? Maybe it's a business model for us, right? Us talking about beef is extremely, extremely important, but I don't understand what they're doing. And this is one of many things going on in the beef battle. And I'm going to get into it. And I've also spent a lot of time talking about MyPillow, right? Great sponsor of Eat, Drink, Smoke. And now they've got the new My Slippers. It took two years to develop these slippers, the highest in quality and comfort. It's all day indoor or outside wear. Quality leather suede, three-tier exclusive cushioning system. It's layers of MyPillow fill, impact gel, and comfort memory foam. So it's going to absorb impact, relieve pressure. You can get the moccasin or the slip-on style. And my slippers are available in a variety of colors and sizes. What you have to do is go to MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. 40% off the new my slippers. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and enter promo code Tony and take advantage of the discounts on the uh, MyPillow products like the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, the MyPillow towel sets. By the way, I have the Dream sheets and the mattress topper and uh, the towels. You can only save 40% on the new My Slippers with promo code Tony. Go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You want to download the podcast? Eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You want to see the reviews? Eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You want to escape from madness? Eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Smoking the Camacho Ecuador. I am well into the second, third. There is spice in this cigar, man. This is a full cigar. Yeah, this is not subsiding. Now, they it's funny. Camacho says this is a, a little more than medium intensity. I think there's a lot of big going on here. There is a lot of big going on. There's definitely that wood. 
right? You call it a cedar, if if you will. But for me, there is just a a good amount of pepper that has not subsided, has not go to, gone away, keeps hitting you. And what we're drinking is from Kona Brewing, KonaBrewingCo.com. This is the Big Wave, which is a golden ale. It's a little too hoppy for me, right? It's a little too much in that hop for me, but it's good. I can see people doing this in the summer, not the beer that I'm going to, not the beer that I'm gravitating towards, just because it's a flavor profile that isn't my flavor profile. There's definitely a little bit of a, a fruit, a tropical, uh, no, I don't know if it's a tropicalness, but definitely a fruit uh, that, that's, that's going on uh, in the summer, in the heat. It's going to work for you. It's going to work for you well. Yeah, the cigar, going back to that quickly, uh, you know, I'm loving the pepper, and it to me it's more of a, a full smoke. But to me, uh, the only I, I would not hesitate to get another one of these, but I, this hasn't been the most pleasant experience for me. I just got a bad stick as far as trying to keep it lit. Um, I've had several uh, retouches on this to keep it going, but I just think it, luck of the draw, like you said, these are handcrafted. You know, I, I would definitely go back and get another one. The beer... Um, I'm more of a stout porter guy. Absolutely. Uh, but on a hot day, I could see having one or two of these and enjoying it. I think I said brown ale earlier. I meant porter. This the word eluded me. Yes, that's absolutely where I am as well, even in summer, right? I just I just like the thickness. I like the big beers. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Oh, Tony, I got to tell you. What? It's an all-beef show today. Beef battle, beef battle, beef battle. Beef battle, beef battle. If you are on social media, and uh, if you are, I'm sorry, uh, for a number <laughs> of reasons. Uh, by the way, follow me on, on Twitter. Fingers Malloy is the handle. Tony Katz here. And then, of course, go Eat, Drink, Smoke on Twitter. Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. There was a graphic that was uh, setting social media on fire about beef. And it was uh, from Fox News saying that uh, there was talk that the Biden administration was going to try to cut to limit people's intake of beef. Right. And uh, the White House actually came out this week and said there is no effort designed to limit people's intake of beef coming out of President Biden's White House or USDA. So this was actually a study, I think, that came out of Michigan. Yeah. And they took the study and said, well, they're correlating this to some Biden policies, so therefore they want you to eat less beef and they're going to try and restrict that. Now, this has been happening culturally people pushing concepts like meatless monday right to eat less beef and they bring it back to the environment and and feel free don't you don't want to eat beef i'm not here to 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 tell you no i, I will judge you <laughs> i'm judging i'm tony katz and i'm judging you i am judging the living holy snot out of you but it's your life whether i judge you or not is inconsequential I'm never going to shove a ribeye down your throat. And you will never shove kale down mine. <laughs> this is the relationship that we have. This is real civility, people. We have a difference of opinion. And then you live your life and I'll live mine. And we'll never talk about this again. I, it, you can't take everything and decide, hey, here's the political angle. Some things just are, right? And so this, this was a mistake uh, on the part of, of Fox. John Roberts came out. And, and, and apologized uh, for it, I, basically saying, hey, this, this, was, this was an error. We, we made a mistake in, in how we said it and how we uh, presented it. No. And, and by the way, the administration shouldn't be. But this is not different that you certainly have uh, White Houses, Surgeon Gen Surgeons General, uh, others, 
who will say, hey, it's better if you do this. It's better if you do that. It's better if you do the other. And they'll push what they think is health. But these are the people who gave us the food pyramid. And nothing <laughs> could be worse for your health than the food pyramid. I should eat that many carbs? What are you, nuts? Oh, the, the pushback to that is Atkins, right? Right. Well, yeah, we saw what the government had to offer us, and we said, we're going to go a totally different way. Me, you know this. Um, I eat a tremendous amount of meat, and I feel good because when I ate bread and when I ate pasta, I felt miserable. The bloat, the physical pain that I would experience on an almost hourly basis, and I didn't know why, it's, it's astronomical in that regard. And when I stopped and changed it around and said, what do I think is going to work and did some, uh, what, what do they call it? Elimination diets, right? Where you say, okay, I'm not going to eat this for a week and I'll, or these things. And I'll slowly introduce this. I'll slowly introduce the other and I'll figure out what isn't working. I did that for really a couple of years in trying things and doing things. I can't eat bread. I can't eat pasta. I mean, I can have it. I'm going to suffer the consequences. Does that mean I have a gluten allergy or something? I don't know. I have, I have no interest in finding out. That food makes me feel bad. This food makes me feel amazing. Beef makes me feel amazing. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, you talked about the, the food pyramid. There's also been pushback lately about the idea that we have to have uh, three meals a day and you should start your day off with a hearty breakfast. I, you're seeing this whole movement towards intermittent fasting where people aren't necessarily having this big breakfast in, in the morning and it makes people feel better. Uh, it, it, it's amazing that here we are in 2021 and it still feels like the experts don't know <laughs> how we should eat. You get conflicting stories all the time about this is good for you. Well, this isn't good for you. And it's it's very frustrating uh, unless you have a nice steak in front of you and then all of a sudden all those frustrations go away. That's that's my theory. But you're, you're in charge of you. You know what works for you. You know what makes you feel good. And you should not... Let other people tell you, oh, no, no, you can't have that. If, if you have a, a diet that doesn't provide you pain or provides you energy, or that, that's you. That's you, and that's fine, and go with that. And, and I mean, check with your doctor, uh, but I wouldn't be listening to any level of big anything yeah. on, on, on this subject. Listen to you. Next story. Well, we've talked for several weeks about how restaurants, in particular, the service industry, they're having a difficult time finding employees. I found this story out of the MacombDaily.com about a gastropub in Roseville, Michigan. It's a suburb of Detroit. Uh, it's called Hopscotch and Bourbon. They're having such a difficult time finding employees. The owner, uh, by the name of Darren Lee, was offering a $400 signing bonus to bring people in to hire them, and he still couldn't get people to work at his his uh, gastro pub. We know somebody locally in the Indianapolis area who's in the world of pizza and franchising, things like that, and has stores ready to open. They can't find people. They can't open new stores because they can't find people. And part of the reason is that in the we have to help people because of COVID conversations, they extended unemployment benefits. Now, to the total extent that this is it, I can't tell you yet. But if you talk to restaurant owners specifically, they will all tell you people aren't going to work when they can just stay home and get paid. We warned about this. We discussed this just as an idea of bad business. We could be tripling the, the, the growth rate, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be triple the, the GDP or anything like that. 
but tripling the growth, getting people uh, jobs all over the place. Businesses could be thriving and actually building. I know people in the construction trades, as we've discussed, they can't find the people. They're turning down the work. It's just radical what's taking place. And as a consumer, you know, we need to keep preaching to stay patient with these restaurants. They're begging people to come in and work for them and they can't find the people. So service is going to be a little slower. There're not going to be as many tables open up as you think there should be, but they're 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 trying the best that they can to bring people in. They just don't have the people working. $400 signing bonus. 400 bucks. And of course, we keep talking the story of Bucky's, right? $26 an hour for management trainees and three weeks vacation and 401k and, and medical can't find people. So if you're looking for a job, they are out there. Remember, this is the job you start with. You might change jobs. You might move into something else, learn some skills and go and grow. Patience, fingers and that is a good idea. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts too. And you guessed it, Eat, Drink, Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, Drink, Smoke. You like donuts, don't you? you? Are you asking me or just in general? I'm just saying it in general for the fine folks out there. Oh, the answer is yes. You like donuts, Tony. The fine folks out there like donuts. I love donuts, Tony, but it's been frustrating over the past year because you may not have been able to go in to order your donuts. You have to pick them out at the drive-thru, and that can be annoying. Well, we have some great news for you. Welcome back. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy along with Tony Katz, the fine folks at Dunkin'. Yay! Now, when did they stop calling it Dunkin' Donuts and they went to just Dunkin'? A year ago. Really? They did a whole rebrand and just called it Dunkin'. They don't want to remind you that they do donuts because their business now is coffee and breakfast sandwiches. Oh, okay. So we're not just donuts anymore. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Well, Duncan is planning to reopen as many uh, dining rooms as possible by the summer with more than 1,000 reopenings coming in the in, just in the past uh, few weeks. They're looking at 2,600 locations reopening their dining rooms for the folks out there. I have noticed that Duncan is not one of the people that's pushing this digital dining experience. They're not going to the kiosks. They're, they have not discussed that at all. Uh, the people like Chipotle, McDonald's, a couple other. Pizza Hut, of course, is retrofitting to have to-go windows and everything else. They haven't discussed that in the slightest, which is kind of, kind of interesting. I think that's challenging for a donut place. Okay, again, you just mentioned, okay, we're, we're branching out in Dunkin' and we're doing the breakfast sandwiches, which you could easily go and order on a kiosk. But... How many times do you go to a Dunkin' and you walk up and you're looking forward to, say, an apple fritter, and you look and the fritters are all gone? Right. I, so it would be difficult to, to put that portion of the menu on a kiosk. You've got a good point because the donut is a visceral product. So I was in Chicago a few weeks ago and actually uh, was in the uh, oldest uh, cigar store in the country. Um. In, in Chicago is there. It's the oldest cigar store actually got destroyed by uh, the, the, the fire, right? By the Chicago fire. And then uh, they, uh, they rebuilt it. Ivan Reese. It's spelled I-W-A-N. It's an old German spelling. Ivan Reese, R-E-I-S dot com. Uh, cool spot just that you walk up the stairs and everything else. A, a lot of fun. But while I was there, I went to Stan's Donuts. Took the kids. We were there for a long weekend. Went to Stan's Donuts. The most beautiful looking donuts. They were works of art. I took pictures. 
I'll, I'll post them uh, to the Eat Drink Smoke podcast uh, Instagram feed. Instagram Eat Drink Smoke podcast. Gorgeous. And so you're, you got to figure it out. You got to see. You may have a point that they need the dining room experience because people have to see. And then what, what uh, you know, catches them. And when they say, okay, I need a, a dozen. Give me two of those. Give me six of those. Give, you know, I'm, I'm Ronnie Dangerfield in, in Caddyshack. <laughs> a couple of those naked lady tees. Oh, look at that. Hat like that. You get a free bowl of soup. Looks good on you, though. I could do the whole movie, people. I have got no problem with this. You, that's a very, very good point. They can't go that way. I, I got to tell you, Tony, I, I had a bad donut buying experience this morning. That it has nothing to do with Dunkin'. We didn't ask what you ate today. <laughs> so we know that it involved donuts. I had one uh, pretzel. I don't know what you call these. The pretzel donut that uh, it, it looks like a pretzel knot, but it's glazed. The big honkin'. Yeah, they call it a cinnamon bun. Uh, well, it wasn't cinnamon, but it's glazed. Uh, and then I had a regular glazed donut. And then I had a chocolate donut with sprinkles. Well, I went to... You got three donuts? Well, it's breakfast. I don't... How are you alive? It's the Fingers Malloy food pyramid. How? How do I weigh this much? This is garbage. This is God's sense of humor right here. If I had a donut right now, I wouldn't be able to get up for a week. Uh, well, you know how when you go to a place that has donuts, of course, coffee is a big thing, obviously. Uh, well, I found something even more annoying than the person that will smoke their cigarette and throw their butt down on the ground. That, those people are disgusting. What? Just so we're clear, we all in agreement, good. Yeah, well, found a person that's even worse. The guy that has a cup of coffee in his car and then dumps it next to uh, his car out the window as he's leaving because he got a fresh cup. I got out of my car this morning and I stepped in a puddle of coffee and I people heard me curse from a three block area. What are you thinking? Yes, eventually it'll go away but for a little while there, there's going to be a puddle of coffee for everyone to step in because you, you put it in the parking spot. Can't just pour it in the grass? Right? I'm trying to think the last time I left coffee in the cup. That's the other thing. Who does that? I'll drink cold coffee. Oh, God, yes. Not cold brew. That's not my speed, but cold coffee? Absolutely. It's like, ooh, a little sweet treat. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Yes. One shot. So that Central Indiana person, you know who you are, who dumps his coffee in the parking lot? Shame on you. I have Shame. a unique set of skills. <laughs> I don't know where you are, who you are, but I know where you live. And I'm coming for you. What's that? Is that from Tommy Boy? I swear to all things holy, <laughs> your grandchildren. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it gets to quote Tommy Boy. <laughs> oh, I feel good about that one. And if I keep eating these donuts like this, I could do fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be my coat. <laughs> all right. So what else? I mean, you're, you are right, though. You need to you need to see the donut, yeah, in order to buy the donut. And I You're think right. it's great that they're opening up their dining rooms and we're getting closer to a sense of normal. Right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, are you a fan of Elon Musk? Yeah, he he doesn't bother me. Um, you know, I, he uh, he sent us back to st to space. Uh, there there's somebody I follow who I've I've interviewed a lot. A great writer, a very solid mind named Emily Zanotti. Mm -hmm. And her tweet when SpaceX launched uh, the the astronauts to the to the International Space Station for the first time, it was Elon, you magnificent bastard. And it's like that's that's absolutely it. Has he been able to take advantage of of like subsidies on, on Tesla? Absolutely, and that's a whole political thing that I'm not necessarily a, a fan of. But what he's done is spe spectacular, absolutely spectacular. He doesn't bother me at all. 
Well, apparently he bothers some of the cast members of Saturday Night Live. He's going to host Saturday Night Live in May. And there was some negative reaction on social media for some reason. I guess he look, he's a polarizing figure to some. Uh, but there were uh, some cast members like Andrew uh, Dismukes. Is that how you say his name? Um, I, I I'm not guess. a big Saturday Night Live guy. Uh, he uh, put on his Instagram story a picture of Sherry O'Terry, who, by the way, was fantastic on Saturday Night Live. And never had a career afterwards. She did the, the, the cheerleader sketch with Will Ferrell. She played a lot of... Stri- she was playing weird characters before Kristen Wiig played weird characters. She had this one character of uh, a girl that would go into the pharmacy all the time, and she would have 87 different pharmaceuticals, and her makeup would be all screwed up. I mean, just... I thought that she was hilarious. I don't know what happened to her. She seemed to just kind of drop off. I know. It's, it's strange how that works. Well, anyway, he said, the only CEO I want to do a sketch with is Cher E. O'Terry. There's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, we're not going to get too political here, but, you know, they're upset about uh, the issue of income inequality, and a couple of these cast members were supporters of Bernie Sanders, and Elon Musk was Your job is to make people laugh. You've got a guy that you can skewer 12 ways from Sunday. You could skewer the the, uh, smoking uh, drugs with with, uh, Joe Rogan. You could skewer uh, the, the, the space program. Tesla, you can, you can go after him in the comedy things for for uh, getting you know using government to make his money. You can do a million things with Elon Musk, but what happens in a world where comedy isn't the first thing? Only acceptable people, only people who fit your 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 political view work. Some of the cast members responded by posting on social media a tweet. From Senator Bernie Sanders, self-described Democratic Socialist, about you know who makes money and the, these rich people have more income or more wealth than this group. Just be funny, yeah, and look, that's your job. They had Steve Forbes on many years ago when he was sure. running for president. And they had a hilarious sketch where he was a roofer and he's got a muscle shirt on, broing out, right? And seeing Steve Forbes do that, it was hilarious. Do stuff like that, make us laugh again. That's what the show is for. There's something so strange to feeling that on every subject, you have to have this woke opinion, right? Yeah. It does none of us any good. Uh, The beer is from uh, the people over there at Kona Brewing Company, konabrewingco.com. This is their big wave golden ale. You're going to enjoy that on a summer day. And this Camacho Ecuador, man, I'm just getting into the final third. There is spice all over this thing. 11 bucks, I'm going to say yes, but you got to like spice. So try it and decide for yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.